0: So I think we're going to start, great. Thank you. Okay, So I just wanted to welcome everyone to the GES Sector's weekly uh, colloquium, our speaker seminar series. And um, today we are very fortunate to have Dr. Leah Pare, who is Target Malaria's uh, stakeholder engagement leader in Burkina Faso. Uh, Dr. Leopare obtained her Doctorate in Anthropology and Sociology at the University of aix Marseille II in France, and she has developed a great interest in the field of research on malaria from an anthropological point of view. Her doctoral research enabled her to specialize in the socio-anthropological analysis of health problems in Africa, and she is the author of several publications since 2000. where she is also interested in questions of social representations of malaria in connection with the acceptance of the means of control developed by science and technology. Dr. Pare is also one of the forerunners of the social sciences who are interested in the problems of genetically modified organisms from the point of view of local communities and stakeholders. So today she will discuss stakeholder engagement in gene drive research uh, target malaria case study. So please join me in welcoming uh, Dr. Leah Pare to our weekly seminar series. And I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. I do. Okay, good. You can feel free to start when you're ready. Thank you, Dr. Diapare. if you would like to share your screen, and we will give it, give it up to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to thank uh, the organizer on behalf of uh, Target Malaria uh, team. Uh, I'm glad to present you uh, our experiences on uh, target malaria. This uh, we pre- we prepared this presentation uh, with my uh, colleague Delphine and Naima and uh, thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to talk about the the gene drive, the, the engagement in gene drive research. I'm oh, sorry. What is it? when we talk about the engagement, we have a definition. Stakeholder engagement is about building and maintaining constructive relationships over time. It's ongoing process between an an organization and its project stakeholder. Stakeholder uh, engagement has uh, different phases. And uh, for for a term of phases, you have the, the consultation process the stakeholder participation, involvement in the research, and also about the negotiation. But what is the difference in terms of gene drive, uh, the engagement in gene drive? You know, when you talk about the gene drive, the difference is focused on the environment aspects. When you talk also about the gene drive, the consent model is concerned the the community and not about individual. The research on gene drive also is a long-term research. For that, the immediate results take time, you don't you will, you will do the research, but you don't have the immediate reserve to propose to the community. There are a lot of challenges in the engagement for gene drive. Some of these challenges is about how to identify properly stakeholders, how to bring the debate closer, to the stakeholders who can benefit from the technology. Another challenge is how to find the right balance between engaging proactively and in timely and not overpromise because the technology is still being developed. In terms of challenges, you can find also how to be, how to ensure that the stakeholder can be, uh, have the good understanding and take the informed decision. The the engagement uh, can be also uh, focused on how to communicate on the risk of this project how to communicate also on the benefits of the technology. In terms of the, 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 uh, the acceptance model, in the, we have a uh, lot of guidance that we talk about the acceptance, but most of these documents is focused on the individual acceptance model there are, there are just a few we we'll talk about the uh, the community acceptance because when you are talking about the gender you are talking about the community agreements even you have the guidance in this topic there are no uh, there are no specific uh, information, detail, how to get this uh, community agreement. In Target Malaria, we try to, to propose something in terms of the agreement model to consult the stakeholder for gene drive research. Target Malaria is a gene drive research with the, vi- the vision is uh, the, the, the world free of malaria. The mission of Target Malaria is to develop and share new cost-effective and sustainable genetic technology to modify mosquitoes and reduce malaria transmission. The value is the excellence, co-developed, and also be open and accountable with the stakeholders. In terms of the principle of the engagement, we are focusing on local community, meaning that the stakeholder who are directly impacted by the technology. In terms of co-development, we work to empower the community, in order they can take the informed decision regarding this technology. The, the, the consent and agreement is part of our process of engagement. The strategy, the stakeholder engagement strategy of Target Malaria. Is a combination of the guidance, the international guidance, and the local context. We also take into account the stakeholder feedback to build this strategy. To be sure that it responds to their the expectation. We have the different groups in terms of engagement, different category of stakeholders with different level of acceptance and different strategy to engage. The engagement is done at various levels, at the international level, also at the African region level. and. In the country, we have different level of the engagement. We've we, we, we done the engagement at the national level, at the regional level, but also at the field side, meaning that's where the study is conducted. In terms of achievement, Target Malaria proceeds in two thousand. 19, on the release of non gene-drive mosquitoes in Burkina Faso. The objective of, of this release was to assess the ability of released males to participate to swarm, to estimate the daily survival rate of male mosquitoes, and also to understand their dispersal in the village. For these specific activities, the the strategy of engagement was focused on the identification and mapping of stakeholders. And then the prioritization of these stakeholders to know how we can engage each of them properly. We also, uh, done some uh, ethnographic studies to be sure that we understand properly the context and take into this context in the strategy. There was uh, a lot of communication too. We support the engagement process. The engagement was done at different levels with different principles, meaning step-by-step approach, the inclusive engagement, and the research in the transparency. In terms of engagement at the country level, this engagement was done with the, the authorities at the national level, meaning that the, 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 uh, uh, the government, meaning that the civil society, but also at the field side, in the, the village where the, the release is uh, done. In target malaria, as I mentioned previously, we are, we are working on gene drive. And the existing guidance, most of them talk about the individual consent model. There is a need to build a community agreement model. And as a team, we work to propose something. And we, we do that <clears throat> through the different steps. And the objective was to provide the direction and the recommendation on the question of community agreement and consent for possible evaluation of gene drive in terms how we proceed to do this uh, uh, this engagement this workshop we work with uh, uh, different professional network in Kenry, in Pamka to build this model. We discuss during more of more five weekend, we, we got a lot of discussion with the different experts to get their experience And the theme of the discussion was about the the legitimacy issue. Because when we are talking about the agreement model, how you can find the right balance in terms of the the legitimacy, the accountability, and how you can operationalize the model in the field. Based on this workshop, we publish a document and this uh, this uh, uh, document all of this this publication is the is coming of the, the, the content of our discussion and this the 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 the, the publication is more focused as i said on the topic on the legitimacy the topic and how to consider the model how the the, the how to find the good way to to propose this model the the Another topic that we discuss in this publication is how to find the, the good word to express this agreement. Is it the acceptance or is it the community agreement? Another topic of this publication is how to make the differences between the community and the general public and how to engage also with the opponent to this technology. But for the future, we need to continue the discussion in other things like how to define the community. Who is the community? It's just the community, the people living at the fieldside, or it's the or it's the people living across all the country. The, the, another challenge that we need to, to discuss is how to, to check the stakeholder understanding when you are engaging, how you can check. If people can understand can understand the message, and how to monitoring the how to monitor the agreement model. If people give provide the agreement, is it sufficient or should we continue to to monitor to check if people are still agree with this research? Thank you for your attention.
0: Thank you, Dr. Leopare for your, for your presentation. At this time, we're gonna uh, take some questions from the audience. And so we have some people on chat and we also have some people in the classroom. And I'm gonna, Jen, do you wanna man- monitor the chat? Thank you. And does anyone in the room have a question for Dr. Lea Pade? Or if, if anyone that is online and would like to be unmuted, you can also ask a question. You can raise your hand, and Jen will be will unmute you. Oh, and we actually have a question here, live in the public. <laughs> would you like to stand up so she can hear you?
2: Okay,
0: great.
2: Thank you so much for your wonderful presentation. Um, so my question for you is that you mentioned the importance of identifying the community members and to, to get the right stakeholders involved, especially those that are not as vocal. So my question is, how do you first identify these less vocal um, stakeholders? And second, how do you actively engage them um, in your work you know, and keep them engaged? Mm-hmm. Are you able to
1: hear the question? Yes. If I'm correct, she she wants to know how we identify the stakeholders in our cases. Is it the question?
2: Yes, you talked about um, identifying the less vocal stakeholders, the ones that are more quiet or you don't see them so obviously. So how can you um, how can you identify those less obvious stakeholders, the less vocal stakeholders, the quieter stakeholders, and then how do you get them involved in your work and keep them involved?
1: Okay, thank you. Should I answer now or uh, I take all, all of the question and then answer? Oh, go ahead and answer. we can take okay.
0: question
1: by question okay thank you i will answer but as i say i'm uh, online with my uh, colleague delphine and uh, she can uh, she can complete if maybe. okay for 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 uh, the 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 release or the research of uh, on uh, our non gene drive mosquitoes the, the, for the identification, the first criteria for us was the I can say the, the, the position of the stakeholders. because has our principle uh, one of our principle is to, to be focused in priority, to the stakeholder directly impacted by our research. This is one one of the criteria that we choose for this identification. And uh, from there, the strategy, the, the engagement strategy was also based on this criteria, by meaning that we start the engagement by these stakeholders directly impacted by the, the research, meaning that the people at the village level or the people around the insectary. And then we 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 find the right balance between the other categories at the regional level, at the national level, because we can't engage all of the people at the same time, but we need to, to give the, provide the information. Another, that, another thing that we take into account, it's about, the acceptance, the formal acceptance. You know, uh, when you engage, you, you have the different, uh you engage w- with the, 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 you have the different expectation. You can engage because you want the formal acceptance. You can engage because you want to provide the information. And based on that, you build your, your strategy and you start somewhere. That is the way that we proceed. But I don't know if my colleague wants to add something.
3: Hi. Uh, I can try to hide, to, to, to add um, just for disclosure, I was the, the engagement manager of Target Malaria at the global level for a few years, and, and now I work as a consultant supporting the team. Um, and so yeah, just to just to add to this in 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 terms of vulnerable populations or people who are less vocal, there's been an active effort, both recognizing that it they don't always get a voice. And and this is in particular uh in some countries where we work, whether it's Burkina Faso or, or Mali, it, it happens, for instance, that women don't get as much of a voice or that um Ethnic minorities might not be part of the of the formal governance structure, so there's been uh, dedicated efforts to that, and and so these can take. You're right that the the question is how do you how do you sustain this engagement? How do you make sure these people can can um, can continue being engaged? Can uh, participate when maybe. Uh, you need actually to to adapt your engagement, so the teams have been whether in Burkina or in other countries of the project what they've done is either having specific meetings uh, and so I know for example in, in Burkina, Burkina you've in one of the village where you've realized that the that the livestock herders were not coming to the main meeting that you were organizing for the community, you actually Created separate meeting so you could make sure that you would reach these people because though they were part of the same village, um, they don't actually come to the to the main um, area of meeting of the village. They they live a bit uh, outside. So it's it's creating new opportunities. It's also just asking. It's been really the center, as they have said, of the of the principle around co-development. It's asking people how would you want to be engaged, how often, how much. Um, And what's your preference? So that instead of trying to, you know, guess what they want, guess what would be helpful for them, you actually just ask them. Uh, And so that that's been done. And it's a constant uh, work to make sure that these people get a voice Um, in terms of the agreement uh, discussion. There's a lot of uh, work that the team has been doing and that we're now trying to work more on conceptualizing around um, how do you safeguard the rights of those in the community that might not be traditionally part of decision making but that you you don't want to completely um, rock the boat and say hey give up your governance and give up your structures but how can we while respecting people's structures and preferences make sure that the the rights of these Minorities or groups who are not traditionally part of decisions can be safeguards. So the law that that's like probably the biggest challenge uh, for a project because you don't want to appear as coming and wanting to change uh, people's preference, people's culture, but you do want to make sure you don't um, um, you don't increase some inequalities or, or you don't perpetuate them.
1: Thank uh,
0: you, a okay. Follow up, A good follow up question will be to combine Jill and Fred's questions in the chat, and after that, I'll come to you, Jason. Um, but Jill asks, "Which stakeholders do you usually?" Sorry. We can uh, to you. Can you just read? Uh, sure. sure, So we're gonna I'm, we're gonna combine two questions from the chat, and it, it's uh, asking I about. Yeah. Sorry. No problem. I don't know why the video is not working (laughs) here. Okay. We're going to combine two questions from the chat. So one that comes from Jill Mogisa and also from Fred Gould about which stakeholders do you usually engage in which you have told us about different uh, national, regional, and local levels, but also from Fred Gould. How do you anticipate the important stakeholders to change as you move from the sterile releases of males to the final gene drive? mosquito release that can't be contained and so this is a question these are questions that are also in the chat if it makes it easier to to read them
1: so the question
0: is not clear for me why don't I? can i unmute
1: fred would you like uh, let's see if we can i'm gonna ask it, uh, can you repeat the question for me?
3: Because yes, uh, I can try. Otherwise, if, if the, the people who ask want to ask them. I think yeah. the question, Leah, is how th- that you have different people that you will engage. And the ones you engage for sterile male, something that is not going to spread very far, will be different than the ones you're going to engage for gene drive. And I think that's the question. How do you envisage that these groups Evolve. So who do you engage today and how do you think this will evolve in time as, as you're working with trains that are gonna persist longer
1: and spread further? Thank you. You know, the engagement is a process. Uh, as I said, you should start somewhere. And uh, in, in, in the, 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 the process of the, the gene drive development, Uh, Target malaria start uh, with these phases of uh, non-gene drive. And for these phases, we start the engagement. You know, during the engagement, the process, we uh, always talk about the gene drive. That means we will build, we will continue to build engagement on the, the different message, but we will broaden the stakeholders because some of the category has already engaged in this con- this, this, this the, in this, continu- this process we will expand the engagement and uh, the 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 opportunity that we have here. Is that we have a group we are who has some uh, the knowledge in, in in the in the the genetic modification? Even they don't uh, understand well at this time what is the gene drive. They are aware on this, and we will continue to reinforce this message, and we will uh, 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 continue to. Uh, to identify the others category that we need to uh, engage on this uh, gene drive. Yeah. And maybe to, to
3: complete that, I think um, you have two, two main differences. One is of course, you're gonna get more of the communities. Uh, so. You know, you're going from one village to something broader, so more communities to engage. So that's just like more of the same, as they are said. so you, you expand on that. But the main difference is going to be more, uh, we anticipated the policy level. So as this becomes um, something more likely to be released as a gene drive that could potentially um uh, cross borders, but also have an impact on malaria there, there we anticipate that the, the regional aspect uh, across countries will become more important. And there you're going from a community engagement to a more policy engagement. So talking to uh, regulators, which the team is already doing in the different countries, but also talking to health authorities, trying to see how they envisage this um, and, and trying to already anticipate uh, some of these broader questions, which of course the project can't, and, and no project, I believe, can, can deal on its own around transboundary, making a, a, a common decision uh, as a, for example, West African region.
0: Thank you, Leah and Delphine. I see that Jason Delborn has had his hand up for a while, so Jason, we're going to ask you to unmute, and would you like to ask your question?
4: Sure, thank you. Um, and I just want to thank uh, Delphine and Leah for coming uh, to talk with us today. I mean, your project is really at the forefront of figuring this out. Um, and I really appreciate how both of you have taken this so seriously in terms of engaging a broad group of experts to figure out um, what you want to do um, and how to have a framework for moving forward. So thanks so much for, for sharing your ideas with us today. Um, my question is, um, you know, part of the model is about co-production. Um, and so I'm curious, Delphine. You talked a little bit about how you even extend co-production to how engagement gets done in terms of asking stakeholders how they want to be engaged, which is that's a really novel idea. I haven't heard that before. Um, but I wonder if you could talk too about the ways in which the community engagement you've done so far has affected the kind of technical decisions that you've made um, in terms of you know research questions, uh, procedures for the protocols even the design of the technology. Um, So basically how has that co-production affected the testing and technology development along the way? Thank you.
1: Okay, Uh, I will start and then definitely complete. You know, uh, in uh, our process of uh, co-development of this uh, technology, uh, it it, it takes, into account, I can say the small thing, but also uh, the uh, the pathway, you know, for the uh, of of the, the project. When I say the the small thing is that how they the think like how how do you want to be engaged. Uh, the, the, we can have for instance we work the, with the community with the the, the community uh, to develop uh, the glossary that uh, how uh, we can uh, simplify the technolo- the technique works to uh, to, to communicate <clears throat> on uh, <clears throat> sorry. On, on so complex science like the, the the genetic modification, we work with them uh, to co-develop this glossary. And the, uh, another thing that is, uh, you know, during the the process of the engagement, uh, we got some uh, question in terms of the risk perception, you know. Uh, one of the question, uh, uh, the frequent question was uh, uh, related to the, the ecology, the environment aspect by saying that if you, the technology <coughs> is, uh, sorry, uh, is, uh, is the technology work, maybe uh, you will uh, remove uh, some species of the mosquitoes and what can be happen you know, because of all of those questions uh, coming frequently from the stakeholders, the, uh, the consortium uh, started studies to uh, response to this question. This is something that we can say that because of the, the stakeholder feedback, the consortium integrate these studies in the process, because at the beginning, we don't have plan to do that. This is some example by saying that the co-development help the, the, you know, the uh, impact, the co-development impact the, the, the development of the technology, the process. Uh, I don't know if Delphine wants to add. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, and you've highlighted two
3: important things there. So on the engagement, and, and we have a paper in review and we're both crossing fingers with the idea that it comes out soon uh, as we're trying to highlight some of these examples. Um, there's indeed a lot around how um, stakeholders are directly developing the engagement itself. Uh, and And that's probably where there's more impacts on of the co-development approach and and people's inputs and And there are some um areas Leah've mentioned this one around, around risk run around risk, what's people's perception of risk? So there's the example of this ecological study. There's also an example of a of a study that um the team is doing around um, fish feeding so because people had concerns about what would happen if uh, if fish or other organism would would feed on um, modified larvae. Um, and so there are examples of, of those things where direct impacts, but it, you're actually spot on Jason with your question because the project uh, has just started an internal work to, um, and, and this will resonate with, a, because Jason was one of our experts, <laughs> resonate with a recent discussion we've had around trying to make things more explicit so the project is currently working to make more explicit what it means around co developments So, what does it mean in terms of taking stakeholders' inputs? How far we're going to go? Um, how far we might not go? Like, what what can stakeholders expect when we say we're going to co-develop things with you? And which stakeholders? Because you know, there's like co-developing with communities, but there's also co-developing with the national media control program or with the regulators. So. With whom do we co-develop what? So uh, watch this space. Uh, this has uh, it's just starting internally, but, but it's a question that we've heard uh, from, from you guys and, and from uh, others uh, when we've been speaking about this aspect of co-development. And so uh, more in publication uh, we really hope very soon, and also uh, more uh, we hope on the, on the project clarifying uh, clarifying those, but very important questions.
0: Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna let Joseph Gakpo ask a question, and then David Meyer will read your question next, and then go to Max Scott, and we'll probably have to end it um, after that. There is one oh, and there is also an in-person question. Okay, so Joseph, would you like to go ahead?
5: And um, um, but just to recap it briefly, um, uh, you know, we all know that gene editing is well gene drives is a complicated technology just like a lot of the other technologies that uh, biotechnology applies to some of these processes in agriculture and all Uh, but my question is how do you break it down for the people to really understand what this technology are speaking about works so that then they are making informed decisions um, based on a clear understanding of the technology I have seen examples of community engagement focusing on biotech crops. And at the end of it all, a journalist goes back and asks the community members what they make of the technology. And it confirms fears that the community probably gave feedback in the course of the conversation when they didn't fully make sense of what exactly the technology was. So do you use visual aids? Do you use videos? Do you probably take them on seeing is believing tools for them to properly understand what this technology is about? Before then, they're able to make all the other decisions around whether they would want the mosquitoes in their communities or not. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, this is a the, the big challenge. But in uh, our case, we did a, a lot of work on this. Uh, we, uh, we, we work with the community itself to develop the, the concept that we can use to, to express this uh, a scientific concept like chain or chromosome or something like this. And this work, we we, we done it through different phases. You know, uh, when you explain the scientific concept to the community, You don't need, uh, you know, the I can say the the literal translation, but if you explain the ideas, community and in our case, the community can uh, they they bring you know the, the the several words that they can use to refer to this reality. We work with them. To, uh, to build this glossary. And in our communication, we, we use those words that we, 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 we got from the community. But before we use this on the field, we test you know, the, 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 those different words to be sure that the community member has the same understanding <coughs> of the different word. That, is, that was uh, one thing. The other thing is that we use a lot of visual. We use also the theatre. You know, we have the the, the the diverse communication tools to make simple the the scientific concept. The, the other thing that we uh, we we done is uh, you know the, the 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 visit we organize. the the lab visit with the community, in order that they can can see by by themselves what is the the lab, for instance, what what kind of work we are doing with the mosquitoes. And also, you know, the the feedback we have on the, we have a lot of uh, session of feedback on the feed where we bring you know some uh, uh, some lab equipment to show them the different phases of mosquitoes to show them how what kind of uh, laboratory uh, tests we can do with the different mosquitoes this is about the visualization all of these things help the community to understand what we are doing in this genetic modification research. And at the end, we have the process to evaluate their understanding. One of the process is uh, the, our internal audit, where we evaluate their understanding. We did also the quantitative survey to evaluate, to evaluate their understanding before ask them the the agreement, for instance, for the release. I don't know if, Daphne, you want to add something. No, I
3: just put in the chat that uh, hopefully the paper will come out soon and and it describes in in more details all that and gives some example of the tools you just mentioned around the visuals and, and so on.
0: Can you hear me now? No. No. We hear you very faint. Maybe. So I'm going to very quickly, just to add on a little bit to the David Meyer question. He's interested in how you engage with people who do not want the research to take place. And he says, I work with several groups working on technology development and implementation and found that people in support of the status quo oftentimes those with the most to lose can make genuine community engagement difficult. So ha, um, how do you engage with people who do not want the research to, to take place or have you, ha, have you uh, confronted that issue?
1: Sorry, I didn't hear very well the question, sorry. <laughs> do you want me
3: to give it a try, there, and for you to complete, this is about how you engage people who don't want the research. Okay. So so I I can start with the global level and you can take it to the, to the level in the, in country. So um, we do, and we, we have, there's different levels of people who don't want the technology. You have those who don't want the technology because they, they are, let's say, philosophically against this kind of research because they are just against genetic modification for, Many different reasons can be religious can be um uh, perception or, or or yeah vision around nature and nature sexuality in, in in some level and and in that level we have had engagements they' are more difficult and I think what we're trying to share is is trying to under, to 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 show that we understand those values uh, but trying to also share the values that is driving this work which is Um, malaria elimination and, you know, the the suffering on that level. And one difficulty in this, in particular, is often those people tend not to live in endemic countries. And so we we meet them a lot in uh, global policy forums, whether it's the conventional biological diversity or or, or, or the like or the European Union. Um, And there it's just about you know putting back in perspective and and highlighting what leah said earlier that for target malaria the most important stakeholders are the ones directly impacted by this technology whether because they will suffer from the technology if it goes wrong or whether they will benefit and so it's trying to frame again yes we want to hear your concern but as people who might not be directly impacted by it because you don't live in those countries and you're not impacted by malaria we also have to put your feedback in the right place. Now, when it comes to the in-country, it's more complicated uh, because you have still those who might uh, have the similar similar position. And what we found, and Lea can comment about it, is often there is link between people in-country who might not have been opponents and organizations outside who might have relationship with them and so you have you have a kind of coalition. And then you have those who might have genuine questions, genuine concerns around risk and, and I think those are easier to engage with because you, you then engage with with science, with data, with you know saying how far what are really your concerns? what can we do uh, or, or how can we discuss to alleviate those? And so sometimes it's discussing directly with these people, and sometimes it's taking a—I don't know how we say that in English. In French, we would say a, a step on the side, sidestep. Um, and and you, for example, we we did a big engagement, which I'm really hoping we can publish soon as well, with religious uh, scholars of religion, trying to have their perspective around this idea of sacrality of nature. And so it's not engaging directly and trying to convince people, but it's saying, hey, this is the perspective of people who study religion. And that's what they're saying about modifying nature. Um, But Leah, maybe you want to comment about your your engagement with dissenting voices and and, and people who who don't agree with research
1: in Burkina. Yes, just to add that, uh, you know, if... If those people uh, are opposed just uh, because of the philosophy issue that uh, you mentioned that I, I think that you you answer to the question, uh, you just uh, need to take into account what they are saying and uh, I continue to provide them the information. But uh, from uh, our experiences, we understood that uh, uh, most of the time, at the country level, uh, w- when the people uh, oppose it on the technology, it's it, it's 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 because they are they they, they need more information. They have some fear, uh, and when they they express this fear, and you bring they, they have the question. And when you answer to to those questions by showing the data, most of the time they are they are okay because they say that okay, uh, 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 in the past I'm not understanding very well this technology, but uh, uh, with your uh, response now it's okay for me. That is the people who are looking for the more information, but you have also who are uh, uh, opposite because it's uh, the philosophy issue. Thanks. Okay, thank you. I think we have time for one last question from uh, Dr. Max Scott, if you'd like
0: to ask your question.
4: All right, yeah, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for the presentation, um, really Follow the work you do, and it's uh, uh, thank you for doing it. Um, you might know so we we develop uh self limiting strains of insects, mostly agricultural pests. So I was kind of interested in the co developing angle, but I think you answered that. I, I was wondering as, as you're doing the engagement, so you're starting with the extra strain, you know, the self limiting strain. Uh, are you, as, as you're engaging people, are you finding that people are more comfortable with that than gene drive, uh, or are they equally uncomfortable with? all the approaches, because they're, you know, GM insects. So it doesn't matter.
1: I want to say that, uh, you know, in uh, our engagement, we, uh, we, 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 we are... Yes, the, 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 our technology uh, 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 at a different step. Uh, we start with this non general drive, and uh, we are on the, on the road for the, 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 the uh, gene drive. But in, in the engagement, you know, we try to build the knowledge, the stakeholders' knowledge on what is the gene what is the modification, and we we explain what is the gene drive because it's it's it is, a, it is a the long process. At this time from our experiences, when we explain you know all of the the process of the the, the, the genetic modification including the gene drive, people have what, what to know more about this gene drive. If it's the people, you know, uh, 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 in our uh, previous uh, uh, answer, we say that you can have the, the opponents on the gene drive, but you, you can have those who want to, to know more about this. Our, our, our gene drive, uh, works what could be uh, uh the border issue you know related to, to this gene drive and uh, one to be honest the stakeholder that we are engaging now they 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 have a lot of question but not you know uh the fear on this uh, technology, it's, maybe it can come later, but at this moment, the people want to know more about. Okay.
3: And maybe to add, I think it's also driven, it depends again, the stakeholders. So I think at country level, community level, there's also really such a need for new tools for malaria. Like people are, eager and the project is extremely clear that the self-limiting stages are not going to have impact on malaria. So I think there's also this eagerness of, OK, gene drive might, you know, might be a solution, might be part of the toolkit, might complement the other tools, so we want to know about that. At the global level in terms of campaign uh, against those technologies, I think people are saying, oh, gene drive is more problematic than self-limiting. Just because, and that's my personal view, but just because it's new and that's like a, a new thing you can campaign on, um, and and they have, you know, very legitimate concern about what happens with something that persists, etc. But my feeling on those campaigns is, if it had been a self-limiting, we'd have the same campaigns because they've done this around the oxytech technology, and and I think it's as I say, I think it's more fundamental issue about. Modifying nature, um, so gene drives is a better one because it's new, and you know you can make all these uh, newer uh, arguments about it. But uh, I, I think there it's more question of of um, just yeah modifying nature. Thanks,
0: topic. Okay, thank you. I know we have just two minutes left, and we have someone in our um, here that would like to ask a quick questions.
4: Hi. Uh, I wanted to ask, so when you're engaging these stakeholders, um, what exactly are you telling them is going to happen or what are you asking of them? Because from my understanding, you're not, uh, you, you haven't like released anything into the wild yet, right? It's at a research level. So what level of participation do these people have or are they agreeing to? Hopefully, not. they could hear that.
1: Uh, Did you get it, Leah? Can, can you repeat the question for me? Sorry.
3: Leah. the question is, is, is asking what level of participation and engagement you're having now. Because some of the work you're doing is still in the lab, so on gene drive. And I think some of the work you are doing has actually been in the field with non-gene drive, with sterile males. So, how much do you ask people to engage? Like, what's the maybe the frequency, or how how what you're asking from people in this early stage of the research? I think that was the question.
1: Yes, uh, for, for me, maybe the question is uh, why. Uh, we start this engagement uh, at this early stage. Uh, we, we are now working on the lab, and we just uh, did this uh, field release. What why we engaged, uh, we start the engagement at this time? Uh, if if this is the question, uh, you know, uh, for us, uh, building the knowledge is a important aspect if we want to uh if we want that the people uh can be engaged can be understand well this technology that's why even we don't have we you know we start the engagement uh uh, at the field and uh, around our insectary before getting, before adding the, uh, the genetic modification, the, the genetic modified mosquitoes in our lab. And uh, when we, uh, during those engagements, we communicate on the different uh, studies that we are carrying out on the, uh, the, the, the regular anthropological studies. You know, uh, before this release, we did a lot of work on um, the characterization of different species, the mosquito species, on the the field. During the engagement, we explain these uh, those activities and show the link. <coughs> sorry, between those activities and. Uh, the gene drive research—that's the process that we are—we are, we are on, on, on. You know, we 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 make the link between the research, the anthropological research, and the gene drive. <coughs> sorry, the gene drive technology research by saying that we will have this gene drive in our lab and. Uh, <clears throat> we will uh, proceed if we have all, the, all of the authorization at the national level, we will proceed to the, uh, the small release, you know, to continue the studies. I don't know if I answered the question because uh, I'm not sure the question was very clear for me.
3: <laughs> Maybe I can try to add as well. Uh, I, I think so, just to be clear, the, the team in Burkina has done a release not gene jet-drive, <clears throat> but sterile males self-limiting so there was engagement for that specifically but in other countries where the project works where there's no release happening now or anytime soon um, there's the engagement as they say this is to build because we are also very aware that this is a complex technology and that's one learning we we think we are we have made from from GM crop, and the experience in Africa is that people in countries, so people at all level, communities, but also decision makers, policymakers, want you to come before the technology is finalized. And, and they are, tell me if I'm wrong, but if I remember well, we had so many people early on who were saying, oh, we really appreciate your coming, even though you have no products. Because when the, we started this engagement, there was nothing working in the lab. It wasn't working. I mean, now it does in large cages, and we've published about it recently, but at the time there was nothing, and we say, we want to come and see you know what are your questions, what are your values? Is this at all acceptable? And I think that that was very important for lots of stakeholders, again, whether it's community or ministry level, that that you come really early and you you they feel part of that discussion.
0: Great. I, I just want to thank you very much from the GES Center and for coming to our weekly uh, seminar. I know we are four minutes over, and there's still lots of questions to ask you, so we will forward over those questions, and thank you, uh, Dr. Leah Paré and Delphine Thisi, for um, presenting with us and talking with us today.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the day over there. Thank
2: you.